Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Uh, welcome in, guys. It is May 10th. At 6:03 Mountain Time, a little, a little bit like Carl and I take a little bit of business first. Um, Carl, good to see you, man. It's uh, feels like it's not been a bit, but it also feels like it has been a bit. How, how you doing? I'm I'm good, man. Uh, my my kids started playing baseball today, so baseball mm. season kicking off, and uh, you know it's a nice day finally. Got to go golfing yesterday. It's just nice to get back outside. I know you can't quite do that quite yet. I mean, you can. It's just a little cooler there where you're at compared to where I'm at, but. Uh, so no, it's nice. Summer's here. I'm a big summer fan. Love to get out, get my tan going a little bit. Even got a little color. So I'm I'm excited about that. But uh, excited to talk some Bronco football with you again tonight, man. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, it's always good to talk in with here with you guys, and uh, also always nice to see Orange come in from Michael Ronquillo. Thank you so much, Michael, joining us uh, this morning and this evening over on YouTube, saying good evening, Nick and Carl, on building the Broncos. Let's ride and go Broncos. Thank you so much, Michael. We appreciate you. Um, gosh, you know, in this morning as well. So it's that's awesome. Dylan Von Arks is in the house saying, Sup, Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in. And uh, we also, <laughs> John making me laugh saying, Don't tell me how to live my life, Dylan. Um, <laughs> says JK there. It's okay. You know, we'll, t- we'll tell you how to live your life here. And I see you, uh, David. We'll get to you in just a second. I want to say hello to some people and take care of some matters of business first. Diamond Rattler coming in saying, Boom, let's ride. And uh, we got Kevin Gray saying Buffalo Wings and Broncos. Let's ride. Carl, are you a Buffalo Wing guy? Uh, first off, uh, bone in, bone out. What, what's the way to go? Do you care? Do you have a strong opinion on that? Uh, bone in. It's got to be bone in. in. Yeah. Okay. And what's what's the sauce of choice? <sighs> really anything that's spicy. I, okay. I'm not like a sweet guy. I like that spice. I need my tongue burning. I got to have the nose running, eyes watering. That that's That's me. For sure. Do you ever have any issues with it getting in the beard? Is that like, you know, a little hot for later, you know, Wake you up. <laughs> it, it can be. It, okay. Yeah. You lick your tongue a little bit on the beard and all of a sudden everything yep. goes crazy again. Uh, I, I'm one of those guys I've told you before. I love the show hot ones. I don't know oh, if you've yeah. ever seen that. Oh yeah. And uh, I got their season eight hot sauces. And mm-hmm. so we have awesome. competitions every once in a while going through all those different hot sauces and with uh, the youth kids that I work with. And yeah. uh, so it, it's always a good time. It's always fun to torture the youths, you know, like a, the machismo coming in. Oh, Jay, come in here. I said, I don't know if Russell wins the MVP, but I'd like to see him get in the top 10 quarterback stats at the end of the season. I think he needs to be in the top 10 of quarterback stats by the end of the season. I want him to be in the top five of uh, the, the big thing here for the Broncos this is a tough division, folks. And if the Broncos are going to be making the playoffs with the gauntlet that they have to get through the AFC West, honest to God, top 10 quarterback play might not get it done. As crazy as that sounds. Uh, we don't know about the defense. Don't know about the offensive line. Don't know about the coaching staff probably the most thoroughly is the thing we don't know about. So uh, top 10, I mean, you'll take that at the end of the day, but I don't want top 10. I need top 10. I want top five. So uh, we'll see. Jeff noise <laughs> coming in saying, hello, everyone. Good to see you. Also says uh, Wilson probably needs to win two playoff games. It doesn't MVP voting come before the regular season. Like every, all the votes are in are not before the regular season, before the playoffs. Before even the start. Play- yeah. 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 So. They, they are. It's a regular season award. Just yeah. like the NBA. I know some people are mad about, uh, Jokic winning it. It's a, it's a regular season award. Yeah. If they yep. want to change it to actually include playoffs, they can go ahead and do that. But right now that's where it's at. Yep. hundred percent. So it would be nice if you want some playoff games for Denver though, because obviously Broncos, um, Kathy Lund is in the house too. Hi fam. Hop. Hope everyone is doing well. Good to see you. Uh, we also got Jeremy Bale. Sup guys. How you doing? Can't wait. Stu McPeak. Stu's rocking the new picture as well. Hey. Uh, good to see you, Stu, man. It's always great to see you. We got Isaiah's coming in here saying Noches de Bronco. Uh, good evening, Broncos, or the evening of the Broncos. Broncos at night. Is that what yeah. it is? I think Broncos at night. We're killing it. <laughs> Noches is, is night, but it could be evening as well. So, yep. 
Nick speaks Spanish. That's going to be a very unfortunate segment that I'm going to get in trouble for. Um, probably God at some point, my guest saying, what's up Broncos country. Good to see you. Paul Jackson's in the house. Good evening. Broncos country. Oh my gosh. Uh, K Viva MHH Dale. I love I like button. Make sure you guys hit the like button. Thank you so much. Uh, Isaiah. I'm uh, context clues. I did. I do well in context clues unless they're from a, uh, from my wife. Then I get none of them. I have no idea what you're talking about, babe. Um, but, uh, David coming in too, saying good evening, Nick and Carl, uh, Steven tobacco's in here saying Denver nuggets. Very own Nikola Jokic is now back to back MVP. I know this is football, but still, yeah. Shout out to Nikola Jokic. Uh, incredible. And it's uh, what a great story. What a fun player to rally around as well. Uh, for the nugget fans. I'm not much of a, uh, NBA guy. I think if the Sonics were still around up here in Seattle, I'd like try to will myself into it. And like my first sports memories, even before John Elway, Super Bowl 1990, 1998, uh, was Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen um, just being absolutely dominant, watching them beat the Utah Jazz. Not a Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen household over there. I was not a, no, I, I was the Sean Kemp and Gary mm-hmm. Payton fan. Okay. Huh. Those, those are my guys. Um, yeah. I had a friend, he was a big, uh, Supersonics fan, so he got me into it. And then one day he tricked me. He's like, "Hey, I'll give you all my Sean Kemp cards for all of your Michael Jordan cards." Yeah. And I made the trade, worst trade uh, of my life. Yeah, he set you up. That was the long con, no doubt mm-hmm. about it. On that one, he's, oh yeah, this guy stinks. Look, he doesn't have any hair. Uh, David, I guess Peyton didn't either. Uh, David coming in saying, "Am all in on the Broncos, but they are unproven with this offensive, defense, and coaching team. Still think they can do some damage." Absolutely. I mean. I don't like to think that I'm the most like negative person in the world, but uh, I definitely stay true to my scientific roots and upbringing being like, you know, it's all hypothetical until we actually see what it looks like on the field. You know, we can get hyped about it every single season. You know, at some point we kind of talk ourselves into things, but until the results are on the field and we actually have like game tape to analyze, we don't know. And crazy things can happen too in the NFL. So you just, there's so much newness for the Broncos that if you didn't fully want to buy in until you wanted to see more, I get it. I would not push back too hard. All right. Uh, let's keep it going here. Always a lot of fun to get into that. Uh, thank you so much for the, the lead in there. Um, we got Kareem saying, uh, Nick is out here pulling two a days. He's the MVP. Um, I'm paying, <laughs> I'm paying them uh, to let me come out here and spew my garbage. So we appreciate it. Greg Smith. Good evening. Broncos country. Great to see you. And uh, David Carmelo coming in saying with a $5 super. Thank you so much for the support, David. And uh, as always, we like to, we have to get to our guys who contribute to the show because you guys keep the lights on. So thank you so much, David, uh, for allowing us to do what we're doing. Um, David says, uh, Bucky Brooks said on NFL Network tonight that he thinks the Broncos have the worst roster in the AFC West. Don't agree entirely, but he has a point about the D. Thoughts? I don't know what Bucky Brooks is uh, doing. I respect him as an analyst, and uh, maybe I, I really like to hear outside analysts because if you're way too inbred with your intake of football knowledge. Sometimes, you know, you, you can talk yourself into Drew Lock being an MVP candidate at some point, or, you know, <laughs> top five quarterback when uh, you want to wait and see uh, what that plays out like. So it's always good to have some skepticism and some doubt, but as far as the worst roster in the AFC West, I think Vegas knows what they're talking about more than Bucky Brooks in this regard. Uh, two win difference from Vegas uh, for between the Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, eight win total Vegas predicting for the Raiders, 10 win for the Broncos. I would buy that uh, maybe the Broncos fans are a little bit overzealous and there's like a, a win over right now, uh, what they should be uh, from fans pouring in money right now to the Broncos. Cause a big fan base, all the hype and hoopla. I'll buy that. It's not a two game difference for Vegas. So uh, this I I'm all the way out on this take from Bucky Brooks. Love you, Bucky. If you see this, I'm not here to disparage you. I think you do good work. This one is way off, way off. The the part that got me, I, I don't know if you actually listened to what he had to say, but he talked about how, all the rest of the teams in the AFC West, they have two great pass rushers and every level of the defense, they're better. Yeah. And I'm going Raiders secondary is not better than the Broncos. Chiefs yeah. secondary is not better than the Broncos. You, you can get me. Hey, maybe they have more proven pass rushers and at least healthier pass rushers. I should say, uh, I, I get that. But beyond that, the other levels of the defense, I, I'd put the Broncos against pretty much anybody. The chargers are right there with them. I'd say, kind of depending on how their new secondary is going to look. But yeah, so some of that, I was kind of like, what are you talking about, dude? I don't think you've looked at what the Broncos have for their their secondary, especially. I think it could be one of the top two or three in all of the NFL this year. And I I think that helps counter some of that where they might have better pass rushers compared to what the Broncos have. But uh, uh, so, and and then on offense, the, the problem with the Broncos right now is it's so unproven. You know, you, you have all these weapons that you think can be good, but you don't know what they are because you didn't have a quarterback to actually use them, at least to their full potential. 
So they they could be the best wide receivers in the NFL, yeah, at least as a, as a group is what I mean. But we don't know that yet. And so I, I get that having some hesitation with the Broncos roster. I, I would call I would call them more the most unknown roster of the AFC West compared to the worst roster. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And let's say a little, few more people before digging back into this. Uh, Tall, dark, and Mexican coming. And good to see you, TDM. Uh, hey, fam, just got out of football practice. Glad I can make the show with my two favorites. Hey, don't say that too loud. Scott's in the background. He's going to be upset. Um, no, it's, uh, we appreciate that. And uh, he says, let's yeah. ride hashtag Atwater's army. Yeah, you know what? If it involves me and I'm one of your favorites, then God bless. Also, Taylor coming in saying, always enjoy catching my favorite MHH crew live. Everybody's great. Um, love you all. Love the community more than anything, though. Um, except when you got trolls like this. Ha ha ha. Hobbit Wilson is not as good as Drew Locke MVP. Ha ha. No freaking way. All right, Jesse Adamson. I don't think that I would be putting down money as Russell Wilson winning the MVP. And we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but to call him a hobbit uh, when he's been successful and then say not as good as Drew Locke, you are either still celebrating 420 and uh, God bless you for that, you know, whatever, <laughs> or um, you are a bitter fan of the Seahawks. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on from that. Chris Hernandez with the support here. Thank you so much, Chris, um, for getting us here. Big stars. We appreciate you, Chris. Uh, always supporting us as well. Keeping the lights on. Um, really, really helpful, man. It really does help a lot. Uh, we also got uh, Baker coming in here. The chat just jumped on me while I do that. Okay. Well, Andrew Baker, thank you so much. What's up, Nick and Carl and Scott? Uh, stars from Andrew Baker, of course, because he's uh, just always giving us stars. We appreciate it. Prediction on the very first play of the season with Russell Wilson. Ooh, Carl, I'll kick it off to you. First play of the season. I, well, I, I called it the other day that I think the Broncos are going to do a play action with uh, Dursich running down the seam. Dulcich. No. Dulcich, sorry. Yeah, Dulcich. 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 Uh, no. uh, yeah, Dulcich running down the seam. Make the make teams have to respect his speed yeah. of, to get down the field. He's got that huge catch radius that, that can make plays. And I, I just feel like it's got to be a big play right off the bat. Make teams yeah. have to back off and then have them creep up as the run game takes over, then back them off again. You know, like that's that's going to be the key to the Broncos this year. Yeah. What Absolutely. about you? I. I'm going to be boring. I think it's going to be something where Russell Wilson checks out of it because teams are playing like, oh, it's definitely a cover for two high safety shell. The math game is going to win out here. I'm going to audible into a handoff and it's going to be boring. And that's not exciting what people want. But the way Russell Wilson plays football, I mean, some of it also might be <laughs> if we really want to get analyzed to it. Can, I, can you ask me this again in a week when we know the schedule? Because if I can play in Chargers week one, uh, then you're definitely seeing a light box more likely to be a run. If you're playing a cover three heavy team or a blitz centric team, more likely to be a pass. So right now I think he's going to audible to a run, but uh, God, we're just talking out of our butts right now. Brought to you by Manscaped. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for the uh, comment here. Um, Andrew Baker, we appreciate you. So getting back to Bucky Brooks's comments about the Broncos defense being the worst. I'm just going to read off the starting back seven of the Raiders because it's not good folks. Uh, this is probably one of the worst back sevens in all of football. Um, and granted they have Chandler Jones and they have Max Crosby. Those guys are the lifeblood of that defense. No doubt. Uh, but the back seven is just does nothing for me. Uh, Jayon Brown, Denzel Perryman, Broncos cast off Kenny Young, Broncos cast off Micah, Micah Kaiser, Tra Trayvon Mullen, Jonathan Abraham, bust. Trayvon Morg, been fine, but not really good tackler. Rockyson, a fine cornerback too, but he's not even better than Ronald Darby. And Nate Hobbs, who I know Pro Football Focus loved last year, but his role was so simple and easy. It's just the cover three drop back from that slot. I mean, it's not it's not replicable. It's just because of what he was. He was asked to do almost nothing in that defense. Gus Bradley, I guess you can thank for that. He's, there's a reason he's fired terrible um but yeah game passed him by we're still gonna run cover three what year is it buddy like it's 2013 call um but uh calling the broncos roster worse than the raiders i think is highly 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 questionable because the raiders back seven talk about wanting to see what it looks like trash if it, it, just keep going here the broncos josie jewel fine linebacker whatever Baron Browning, better than all the linebackers on the raiders patrick Sertan, ronald darby michael ojamudia justin simmons cream jackson caden stearns i wouldn't take I wouldn't take a single one of the Raiders back seven players over anybody that I just listed on the Broncos. Maybe Trevon Morg, uh, just to add some talent there, but like, seriously, like it's, I don't, I don't know what we're doing here. That what are we doing? And the offensive line for the Raiders too is highly questionable, but especially the back yeah. seven in this division. I don't get it. Right. Well, and, and the chiefs, you know, you're looking at the, the defense is going to be a lot of rookies playing. Yeah. So you, you think that they could be pretty good, but rookies have their struggles. They're going to have their moments of, of messing up. Yeah. And they're going to be moving a lot of new pieces in there that uh, I, I just have some struggles seeing them at least early in the season being great yeah. compared to the Broncos. At least a lot of their defensive players are really well known as long as they're healthy. 
Yeah, and even getting over the Raiders' offensive line. I mean, Colton Miller, this is going to make some Broncos country upset. I think if there was a redraft right now, Colton Miller would go before Garrett Bowles. Colton Miller, Colton Miller's had like two really good back-to-back seasons and is an ascending player where Bowles is kind of was better in 2020 than he was in 2021. So there's they're close. Um, but if you want to give the nod to Colton Miller, fine. I think it's close. Uh, but after that, left guard for the Raiders, Jermaine Illuminor. Okay, I'd take Dalton Reisner. Center, uh, Andre James. Or it's going to be Dylan Parham. Maybe you can argue that over Lloyd Cushenberry. It's not great. Right guard, Denzel Good. Walk-on play, Wade player from uh, the Colts. Not very good. Brandon Parker, one of the worst right tackles in all of football uh, last season. You can argue, like, you like Darren Waller. You like uh, Devontae Adams. You like Derek Carr. You like Crosby. You like Chandler Jones. That's fine. But other than that, I just don't, I don't, I'm getting upset about it because I really don't understand it for the life of me. Right, right. And, and I'd say the same thing about the Chiefs in the sense of, you know, they, they got a lot of new weapons on offense. How are they going to mesh with the, with Mahomes? I think yeah. they'll be fine, but they're not quite as scary as what they were before. And like I said, that defense, a lot of new pieces that are moving in that you're going to hope can turn into something quickly. But if they don't, that defense is going to be struggling pretty early on. And uh, so I, I think the Broncos have a pretty good argument for being second in the division, at least roster wise, top to bottom. Um, but second or third, I, I would say they're, they're right there. The Chiefs, they're, they're still good. I'm not going to try to take anything away from them by any means. Yeah. Uh, but for sure, they are above the Raiders. But we've got Travis Weber coming in saying, good evening, Nick, Carl, Scott and Broncos country. My two cents is I am excited about our Broncos, but got to pump the Branks the breaks on MVP talk for Wilson and thoughts of Super Bowl. It took a good couple of seasons for Peyton to get this team going. And with a new coaching staff, like Carl said, too many unknowns, but have all the confidence that we will compete for the division. I will say though, Peyton's first year with the Broncos might've been his best team with the Broncos. And while they started off going two and three to, to kind of kick it off, then they won 11 straight games. And yeah. I think honestly, that almost hurt them. They were winning every game by a touchdown or more for those 11 games. They didn't really have much resistance there for a while. And then yeah. they got into a playoff where the game was going back and forth and everything was getting kind of wonky. And, you know, you had the the weather that was, what was it, like two degrees out for that game, something like that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things kind of went weird for that game. But that 2012 team, he still had them going pretty good, especially after after those first five games. Yeah. No, that's good points. Um, James Hyatt coming in here saying good evening, Nick and Carl and Broncos country. Uh, we also have uh, Zebulon saying uh, Chiefs fans don't even like their own defensive coordinator. That's, I mean, I don't want to say it's it's one of those things where the stakes are really high and uh, Steve's they've not poured great resources there, but uh, Steve Spagnuolo has done enough to get it done when they need it. So uh, I think Spags is a good coach. Um, anybody who's spitting about him is probably... I wouldn't say doesn't know ball, uh, but probably unrealistic expectations. Also considering how much uh, Patrick Mahomes puts the ball in harm's way and more of the high flying offense puts the defense in a bind, um, but uh, is what it is. Also they're trading up for diminutive defensive back. So they're going to keep getting sunned by the likes of uh, Mike Williams, Jamar Chase, and hopefully uh, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton this year with much better uh, quarterback play in Denver. Um, God, Bucky, what are we doing? I love Bucky, but uh, I need, uh, I guess you can't trust Daniel Jeremiah to rebut him too hard because Daniel Jeremiah is a big time Chargers guy, um, covers the Chargers game for uh, their radio network as well. So uh, we'll see how it is. If if Bucky Brooks wanted to say on this one, I'm still on this. If Bucky Brooks wanted to say like, I need to see what the coaching staff and the scheme and all that looks like before we get to start crowning Denver, that's fine. I don't think the roster is much of a question though. The roster is going to be very good. Um, so Come on, Bucky. He needs to come on the show. He needs to defend himself. We're going to go back and forth. Um, Carl, I want to kick it to you because you found the topic for today's show um, in general from uh, Jason Lacaforna. Lacaforna. I nailed it. There we go. Um, and uh, he had some interesting predictions for the season and some of them involving the Denver Broncos. Right. So Jason Lacaforna, I think is how we, we say it there. But uh, yeah, so what, he had an article come out here just a couple days ago giving his 10 bold predictions for the 2022 season. And his number one bold prediction is Russell Wilson wins MVP. And he had, he had a few reasons to kind of back it up. Um, one of them is he thinks that Russell Wilson is definitely still in his prime kind of thinks he's been kind of cast out a little bit because of Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll didn't help him in the sense of wanting to be a running offense 
um, kind of hindered his stats, I guess you could say, when it comes to MVP, because that's what you're looking at is a lot more stats um, than anything else. But anyway, he said that this new coaching staff, he's got all these big targets. He just sees that here in Denver, Russ is going to to be able to eat. He's going to be able to go do what he wants to do, and he's going to be the man here in Denver. And so he just was really, really high on Russell Wilson putting up some really big stats. And uh, so I think it's going to be tough, obviously. There's a lot of great quarterbacks, a lot of great teams out there. uh, And, you know, Russ has thrown 44 touchdowns before, didn't even get an MVP, MVP vote in that season. So it just yeah. kind of shows you're going to have to put up some pretty outstanding stats. And for a year one with the team where you're still learning the system, everybody's learning the system. I have some doubts of how quickly they can click and really put up those big stats that are it's going to take to win MVP. Yeah, that's uh, we'll circle back around that. We're still on the Bucky Brooks stuff here. That's what it's just Duck Bucky Brooks slander podcast now. No, kidding, Bucky. Uh, until the chase coming in here saying, until the season starts, I don't care too much about projection. Bucky isn't the most informed on how this team is constructed either. He has some odd takes on Denver. Yeah, he's, I mean, I listen to the uh, Move the Sticks podcast when I get a chance. And uh, he's been saying, you know, pump the brakes on uh, the Broncos and Russell Wilson since the trade happened. So uh, if he wants to be a skeptic and believe it when he sees it as far as the Broncos being good again, then that's fine. I think that, the Broncos chances of winning first in the division. I said that I said this this morning, the Broncos chances of finishing first in the division, I think are as high as them finishing last. Uh, and that's has to go with how much I respect the chargers and the chiefs roster as uh, anything and just the wildness of how things can happen. But if I was slotting them right now, I'd probably put chiefs. Number one, you got to knock off the King to be the King, right? Uh, then I'd put the chargers. Sorry guys. And then I'd put the Broncos right behind them just because need to see the newness there. And then the Raiders firmly as fourth place. I don't know. Maybe we need to get uh, Austin Gale over at Pro Football Focus, who's a big, big time Raiders fan. And he's like, this defense is trash. They're terrible. Like we have two pass rushers and nothing um, to yeah. combat Bucky Brooks just to be uh, get rid of the homerism in there. Um, but uh, thank you so much. Lawrence Rivera coming in too, saying, uh, will Hackett have what it takes to keep pushing for more offense when we are up and winning? Or is he going to hold back? And as they say, respect other teams to not route them. I don't think there's going to be anything as far as respecting. I think it's going to be stepping on the throat, especially in the AFC West. Uh, there's no such thing as a lead that is safe. That's why the Broncos went after more pass rushers. That's why they've continued to go after cornerbacks. You got to uh, load up to stop the pass. And that means putting up points as well. Uh, but uh, do, you, do you have any thoughts on Lawrence's comment here? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think a lot of the teams are going to play this year. Cause I mean, playing in the AFC, almost every team has good quarterbacks. And so even having a 14 point lead, it's yeah. not safe. You, you got to keep pushing. And I think Hackett knows that. I mean, he, he's been on teams before where they've obviously pushed it with the Packers done plenty and did fine with it. I mean, finished first or second in the division every single year. I, you saw with Jacksonville, a little bit of understanding you had to lean into the defense because you didn't have a great quarterback and you had a strong running game. But I, I think he's going to say, Hey, we got Wilson. Why, why would we stop? Yeah. You know, if you, spent all this draft capital and now you're going to go spend all this money on them. Use them, use yeah. them until there's nothing left. And, uh, and we got EJ coming in saying good evening, Nick and Carl and Broncos country. Thank you, EJ. And uh, thank you guys all for joining us here this evening or wherever you are, whatever time zone you're in. We always appreciate everybody joining us for these kind of shows. And, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, you're right. I, I think, I think Hackett's one of those guys. He's going to want to put up points. He's going to, he's a style guy. He's got style to him. And so I I think he's going to have some fun with it. You know, I I think you see a little bit of, you know, some of the chiefs I saw play that it didn't work for him where I think uh, Travis Kelsey took the snap. Uh, (laughs) I think it was Mahomes came on an end around and then they were thrown to the corner and it was just a bad play from the very beginning. But I I could see some of that from him just a little bit of just wanting to do a little, little razzle dazzle. Yeah. You always got to do the the razzle dazzle there. That's always important. Um, and we have a comment coming in here from, uh, Jay Valentine also saying, I don't think Russ winning MVP would be a bold take. You know, the, the bold thing here is that, uh, he's never even received an MVP vote, which is kind of wild considering how good a lot of his stats have been. I know that he's kind of, Hmm. He almost kind of gets the Tom early Tom Brady effect because early Tom Brady really, I mean, he was good still 
but he wasn't the statistical quarterback that he became later because he was riding on a great run defense or run game and a defense of the coach that a lot of people respected. So even though Russ was the quarterback or Brady was a quarterback, it was yeah, but around him, Russ coming to Denver defense can still be good, but this is the Russell Wilson show now. So hopefully this can, I guess, remove the Legion of boom shadow that had been over Russell Wilson. So in the very least he can get an MVP vote. Um, but uh, winning it's, this is a bold take just because he hasn't even gotten one vote in his career, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts I, on, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I, I agree. I think it is still a pretty bold take, especially when you're looking again, yeah. all these great quarterbacks, the stats they can put up. I mean, Mahomes putting up 50 touchdowns, not a big deal. Tom Brady, he's still in the league can put up some big stats. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert wouldn't surprise me to see him win MVP this year. So th- there's just a lot yeah. more names. You know, the last few, there's about a 10 year period where it was Tom Brady, Peyton yeah. Manning, Drew Brees, you know, the, those were kind of your three guys poking his head up. Everyone's Rogers. Yeah. Rogers picked. Yeah. He was there too. We Rivers. had pretty much a four person race for, yeah. for MVP. Uh, now Rivers. it's, <laughs> no. yeah. uh, but yeah. So now I'd say there's eight, 10 guys that you can yeah. see easily winning this MVP and, and not being a, a surprise. And Russell Wilson's among those names, which is great mm-hmm. to see. But we got James Hyatt coming in saying we have some players with playoff experience, but majority do not. But man, way too early to talk playoffs. Oh yeah, it's is just—is it, is it too early? If this, <laughs> and that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. Oh. We threw that game. We gave it. When away does he do it? By doing that, we gave him the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. <laughs> What's that? Uh, playoffs. There we what go. Talk about playoffs. <laughs> Me playoffs. I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, no, we guys, we can talk a little bit of playoffs here, Broncos country. Let's let's enjoy it. Um, enjoy the journey, right? But uh, I'd I'd hope it'd be right away. Either way, hopefully we don't get flagged for the Jim Mora there. There's like ten billion, ten billion of of them there on YouTube, so not too big of a deal. Um, yeah, the Russell Wilson stuff. Uh, what I wanted to ask you was a trend that has been common in Russell Wilson's career of late uh, has been starting off red hot and then his play t- tailing off a bit. Now, obviously, last year. The finger injury was a big part, but this was a trend that happened before that. Do you have any thoughts on that uh, issue that has been propping up? Is it just noise? Is it uh, the result of a bad team? Is it a result of Russell Wilson's stature, you know, getting injured and his play not being able to carry as much as the season progresses? Because, I mean, we have his first half, his first half of the season splits compared to a second half over the last three seasons. Uh, There's been a a different quarterback. Yeah, I... I think it's a little bit of what Wilson does well doesn't always carry well into later in the season. When it starts getting cold, windy, a lot of that weather starts moving in, those deep balls become a lot harder to to become a part of the game. And when you take that part of his game away, I mean, they're not taking it fully away, but I I think that becomes a little bit of a problem for him. The nice thing with the Broncos is I think they have a better mixture of weapons that can attack different levels. And I think they have really strong run game that's going to be able to to be a part of this. Uh, not saying that they didn't have that in Seattle because they, they did. They had a strong run game. But I just think the Broncos will have a better mixture of how they're going to do everything. I think the the Seahawks at times became very predictable for defenses. And th- there's still a lot of games where it was kind of Wilson, you know, early in the game, run, 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 run. And then if they're down, Wilson, go save us in the fourth quarter. And, you know, a lot of times when people, know, when teams know when you're going to be passing, it just kind of leads to some problems. But like I said, I think it is some Wilson. I think sometimes he does continue just to try to push it down the field, even when it's not working. He's got to learn to to do better of taking what's what's there. Yeah. And sometimes, and, and I think he also does struggle with some injuries because he does take a lot of hits. So I, I, I worry about that with the Broncos. I know he says he wants to play for another eight to 10 years. He's going to have to adapt his game a little bit more. Yeah, He's going to have to take some of those quick passes and just be okay with it. Yeah. Will be interesting to see um, the, the Packers offense under Hackett and Matt LaFleur actually did a lot of quick passing uh, there, but the, there's a route that they used a lot. The dagger uh, specifically with uh, Devonte Adams, Aaron Rodgers to Devonte Adams that given Russell Wilson's heat map, I'm not sure it's as translatable. Uh, so they're going to have to figure out yeah. different ways to work the offense to get, to get guys in space. There's going to be a lot of speed outs. I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of slot fade kind of options as well. Uh, but I, I'm really curious to see how it all works. Cause that dagger route, given what 
the heat map looks like and where Russell Wilson's target distrib- distribution is uh, probably not as in the wheelhouse. And that's the big thing about Russell Wilson. I think it was Deontay Lee uh, talking about, and he has been one of the people I love Deontay Lee. He does great work, but he's one of the people saying like, Oh, Russell Wilson's probably not going to age as gracefully as Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, et cetera, et cetera, given his play style. Um, and, um, big thing that he was concerned about with the high volume passing attack that a lot of people have been uh, discussing for the Broncos, you know, let Russ cook, let him throw 50 times a game is that there's just not that many routes and plays available with the limited route tree that he does throw to. So that means you need to be able to balance it out with a little bit more of the, the running game and get the deep shot there. So we'll be interesting to see. I mean, not that Deontay Lee is wrong or that he's an idiot or that he's gospel either, um, but a smart person that does a lot of good football work. So uh, something to keep in mind, just to, trying to get uh understand all the factors and opinions gary leads palmer right. coming in supporting us thank you so much gary also andrew razzing me here saying come on nick let's leave the anal- let's leave the analytics and show some fandom hashtag let's go broncos you're asking me to leave my very nature um asking me to leave the analytics there i'm, I'm a math and science guy to a core uh so to my core that's a that's a math joke i have the core common core there for you that's where it stems from um but uh appreciate uh that andrew i'm i'm hyped for the season but also want to see it. And I'm also, I'm guarded, you know, like too many times the last few seasons, especially in the Drew Locke era, but also, you know, Case Keenum, who was even before Case Keenum, uh, Paxton Lynch, you know, it's like, oh man, things are great. This is going to be great. Look at Trevor Simeon, arm of the gods coming in and camp seventh round or seventh round pick. What does that typically play out? Like I need to see how it looks before I'm fully bought in. And that's as much of a protecting myself emotionally. You know, I don't want to be hurt. I don't want to be made a fool once again for believing. So if you want to believe not that you're a fool for believing, but, uh, I just fan fan and analyze a little differently. Yeah. I, I still, I still remember after the Trevor Simeon Cincinnati game where he threw for four touchdowns on his first true road game. Yeah. And everybody's like, Oh, I'll sign this guy to a long-term contract. I'm like, what? He had one good game. <laughs> that, that doesn't translate to a long-term contract no. or that he's the future. But uh, all right, we've got Travis Weber coming back in again. He says, who do you think will be Wilson's go-to target on the Broncos? I'm going to go out on a limb and say Timmy P. Maybe with Timmy Sutton, Judy Hamler will be the Amigos 2.0. So I, I got into this discussion actually a couple days ago with some people. I think it's Sutton. I think his game translates the best to what, what Wilson likes to do. Those those deep balls. I mean, we saw it even with, with Drew Locke. Um, a couple years ago, that 2019 season where, well, really we had Joe Flacco trying to remember the other quarterback that played a couple games and then, then oh, Brandon, Allen. but yeah, Brandon oh. Allen, there you go. That but Buffalo game. He had some atrocities. God, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he had a lot of great deep ball touchdowns to the outside, his ability to go up, make the catch, take it away from a defender. Wilson's going to love that. And Wilson's going to be one of the few quarterbacks that actually trusts him to go make those kind of plays. Uh, Timmy P fits that as well. So I'm not trying to take away from him, but I just think Sutton's a little bit more gifted all the way around as a wide receiver compared to Timmy P. Yeah. What about you? I, uh, I think it'll be Sutton as well. Um, just the vertical route tree that Sutton is a deep threat and uh, he's also a better ball in the air player than Tim Patrick is. Uh, he's more of a rebounder. If that makes sense, you know, the, the actual position where Tim Patrick, I think is actually faster in a straight line, uh, maybe even a little bit bigger than Cortland Sutton, at least longer. Um, but I feel like Wilson's ability to track the football a little bit, a bit better and come down with those 50, 50 kind of jump balls, which I think you'll see a lot, uh, with Russell Wilson. We got E we two K coming in saying, uh, it's cold, windy and rainy in Seattle. God, stupid La Nina. Yes, it is. Um, that won't be a problem for Russell Wilson in Denver. The only thing that worked in Seattle was the long ball. So he leaned on it heavily, just needs a run game. Other team for other teams to fear. There's some partial truth to this. And I will say the, maybe I shouldn't say it's about Seattle. So more people move here. It does rain here and it's gray a lot. It doesn't rain very hard when it does rain. It's kind of like that London, like mist kind of, you lived here too. So you know what I'm talking about. Um, so really it's, it's not like he's playing in torrential downpour. It's not like the rainstorms that you see in the Midwest or in Florida or something. It's, Totally different. Yeah. I, I describe it as the the most annoying rain in the world because it's that you have to turn on your windshield wipers, but then it's not coming down enough to keep them on. So then you got yep. that. Yep. And so then you turn them off, but then it gets covered again. So you're just yep. constantly turning them on and off. That's that's the least favorite rain in the world to me. Yeah. Just, just do it already. Come on. Sack yeah. up. Manscaped. Um, anyway, uh, the other thing here that I wanted to get into, uh, leaned on it heavily. It's comes back to the, oh, and if you pulled that up, Scott, you can pull it up again. Unless I did it when I was scrolling. Um, the, uh, 
this quick pass game with Russell Wilson, not really using it the over the middle of the field so much. I'm curious if part of that was play design, a part of that is Russell Wilson's height and how Hackett is going to work that. Either way, Russell Wilson is a deep ball, you know, big play, explosive pass, pass play hunter. And if he's not using the middle of the field, that puts more onus on the run game to work that middle of the field pass game, the, the short ones, uh, to the extent where opposing teams have to schematically make their bed, so to speak, where if I don't, uh, if I don't play cover three or put, uh, assign seven guys to the box or, you know, a man per gap up front, then Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon are going to kill me. Um, that's then you see those, those kind of things come. They try to balance that. And then that's when the big pass game opens up after that. So that's the big thing I'm curious about, uh, with the like of Russell Wilson in this offense and the short pass game. Maybe the speed outs, maybe the RPOs do translate a little bit more. We haven't seen that with Russell Wilson uh, in his career so far, but uh, will be really interesting. So, yeah, go ahead, girl. Oh, I was gonna, uh, we'll just get to Chase Wellner here coming in with the super chat saying, are you intrigued by any remaining free agents? Good question here. Anybody stick out to you? I mean, the only guys that really stick out to me are... Javian Clowney, I think he's still out there um, just to get another body in the room, a uh, different type of pass rusher than you have up front uh, than anybody. I think Chubb is the most like him, but Clowney is more, he's a stronger at the point of attack guy. I think he's better uh, kicking inside. Uh, you can play him over a B gap or an A gap and he can be a crazy kind of athlete there. And if they're going to be using a lot of uh, simulated pressures this season, lining up Clowney over a gap and, Benito on another and Browning over one as well and dropping two of those guys and only dropping one. I mean, you can play a lot of fun games against offensive lines and quarterbacks doing that. Uh, another one who comes in intrigues me a bit is uh, Carlos Dunlap the lo- and uh, Trey Flowers. Again, edge rushers, pass rushers. Uh, the longer those guys are on the market, I'm willing to just continually kick the can to see how long they will be available because what I am waiting for is to make that decision as late as possible so I have full amount of information I possibly can on Randy Gregory's shoulder. Um, if Randy Gregory's shoulder is, you know, he's not going to be ready week one, or he's not going to be hundred percent until like week four, week six, then I'm much more, uh, I feel much more pressured to go out there and sign an additional pass rusher, but three guys I still like available. So not really doesn't have to happen today. Another name I've thought about a little bit is Akeem Hicks. Mm-hmm. I could see him just cause the interior group still has me a little bit worried. I know they drafted two guys, which is great, but rookies at that position, especially struggle early on, takes them a couple years to get in position. Ajim, I don't know what he's going to be this year for the Broncos. And so I would still love a little bit more bang for your buck on the inside. I, I just, and I think he would be a pretty good one for, for the Broncos. And I think he fits the system of what they're going to try to be doing as well. Yeah. No, absolutely. So uh, let's keep going here. Uh, talking about oh, some of the best rants in uh, college football. Yeah. Mike Gundy's uh, I'm a man. I'm 40. Come after me. That's probably my favorite of all time. <laughs> I, uh, I quote that sometimes at the office and people just look at me like, what the hell are you talking about? So uh, Colby C coming in here, supporting us. Thank you so much, Colby. We appreciate that. Colby C Collier. Um, good to have you in here. If you have any questions for us, please uh, get after us. Um, we have a few names also coming in here that people said, uh, What's all the Ditka stuff going on? It must be a, there must be some crazy Ditka press conference that uh, people are quoting. Um, Mike S agrees. Clowney intrigues me. I also saw Trey flowers here from Clee. you know, those kind of power edges uh, that makes some sense. Um, Ewe coming in here back again saying Russell Wilson doesn't throw underneath or short is way overstated. Uh, his many fourth quarter and two minute drives are filled with underneath and short passes and tight, tight end receptions. Heat maps are what they are. And, uh, we can, I can, if we really need to, I can pull those up uh, to kind of show where, where he's at. And he does avoid the short middle of the field. Now the short outside the sticks, he'll still use those. That's where the speed outs and the RPO quick game will still work. But the short middle of the field, just against compared to his c- counterparts across the league at quarterback uses it less. I mean, it's just, it's just the data. Why is that? Now that's the question. Is there something that you can unlock uh, to get him more use in there? Definitely possible. Um, it's also something else like last year. Um, everybody gets so upset with, uh, got so upset about Teddy Bridgewater and his, uh, inability to throw beyond the sticks on third down. And I get that, you know, give, maybe if Noah Fant broke a tackle every once in a while, that wouldn't be as much of an issue, but I digress. Um, but Russell Wilson is like the complete opposite of that, where his, the stat is from pro football reference it's called Alex. I think it's, oh God, it's pretty much the air yards beyond the first, uh, first down 
marker. And a Russell Wilson was like so far above everybody else. Cause he's going for the kill shot rather than, you know, every once in a while taking the, uh, the layup, the gimme to get that first down. So it's a balance. I'm curious how Broncos country is going to react now. Um, obviously life with Russell Wilson is much better than life without it. Um, but seeing just how dominant he can be, you know, there's a big difference between being a top three quarterback and being a top 10 quarterback and, uh, see if some of the haters, I guess Bucky Brooks in this case are right as well. So, um, <laughs> I'll pull up that, uh, Carl, um, the heat map here, if I can find it on my own Twitter. Um, good luck uh, to me. Maybe you take control of the chat for a second so I can find that. Okay. Well, and, and I wanted to talk about this too. Of just, you're right. We, we don't know exactly what was going on there in Seattle. Was it a coaching problem that was kind of hindering him from doing some of the things that he wanted to do? Or is this just a Russell Wilson? This is who he is. And they kept playing, playing to who he is. And so we're going to have to learn to live. And, and it's, it's a great place to live. I mean, I still love what he did there in Seattle, but uh, we're, we're, we still have a lot of unknown because he's only played under Pete Carroll. He's had some different offensive coordinators along the way. They're trying to do a few different things. Um, but obviously Pete Carroll still has that final say of, Hey, we want to be a conservative team. We want to run the football. Uh, we we want to control the clock. We want to control field position, all those kind of things. And, so oh, we got the feet. Here we go. Heat map coming up here for Russell Wilson. Yeah. So uh, 2018, 2019, 2020 and 2021 uh, blue is areas where he did not target as much. And red is areas where he did. And this is compared to uh, other league averages. Um, and you can see in 2020, actually a little bit more usage there in that short middle of the field. I think that darker line there is uh, the line of scrimmage a little bit more there. Um, but historically, he really likes much more, especially that left hash, um, working the vertical routes there. So will be interesting. You saw him kind of return back there in 2021. But look at just the vacated area there, the middle of the field historically for Russell Wilson. And this is against, again, this isn't just him versus himself. This is Russell Wilson versus league average quarterback pass distribution. So, again, are we making a mountain out of a molehill? Possibly want to see what it looks like with a Hackett. I'm curious what the RPO game can do to help create more space for him, especially with a running back like Javonta Williams, better offensive line than he's had in a while, but it's what we have. Um, it's the data we have. And I just, it's a, it's a question of the play style and how, how it's going to look in Denver this season. So uh, there's the heat map for you. Uh, Kareem happy about that one. And uh, either way, we'll take the explosive pass plays from Russell Wilson, even if he's not putting up uh, Peyton Manning, 2013 numbers. Um, Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, I think a lot of us trust a lot of trust was lost when they passed in the Super Bowl and sell it, giving it to Marshawn Lynch to lose. Um, are you talking about the trust between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll? I'm assuming that's it. You know, what? I, I think I don't really have too much of an issue of passing it with uh, Russell Wilson on that one, but you have to trust your quarterback uh, to not make the interception there. And the guy made a play um, and it's easy to be you know, Monday morning quarterback. But if, if you have a quarterback of Russell Wilson's stature, you trust him in that situation to throw the football. So bad results, but I don't think the process was terrible. Yeah. I think that was, I think it was a second down play. You only had, you know, so much time on the clock left. And so it's kind of, Hey, we're going to throw on this one. Most likely it's either going to be a touchdown or an incomplete. You know, the, the odds of it being an interception are, are pretty low. I think usually it's around two to 3% that that's going to be the, the case. Um, and obviously it went the wrong way, but you're kind of hoping if we don't get the touchdown here, okay, we still have two more plays. We can go run it with Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. That, that was kind of their, their whole thought process there. Now I understand you got Marshall, not Marshawn Lynch. You got one of the best big backs that loves to run and hit people. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I agree it. The process wasn't completely terrible. Like a lot of people make it out to be, but it just ended poorly, unfortunately yeah. for them. And Marshawn Lynch wasn't the same level back that a lot of people, uh, like he was most of his career at that point in his Seahawks tenure as well. You know, hindsight's 2020. That one bums me out though. I'd rather have the, that was a terrible Super Bowl. After that was after the Broncos got their butts whipped by the Seahawks in 2013. And then also God, I despise Tom Brady and the Patriots, but I, he's much more likable now in Tampa Bay. Um, I'm curious to see how his Fox sports uh, deal works out. Good for him getting the bag. Um, but um, we'll definitely see how it plays out uh, overall. So, Carl, now that we're, let's circle it back here before we get on out. So you said Jason Lacaforna had Russell Wilson as his uh, number one MVP or bold prediction, Russell Wilson winning MVP. Who do you have above Russell Wilson right now as the obvious guys that uh, should, that you would put above him if you were placing bets? I mean, Patrick Mahomes most likely would be up there. I mean, new weapons, 
but he still has Travis Kelsey, and I still think they they have pretty good weapons for him to work with. And he's in a system that plays well to putting up big stats. Andy Reid always wants to put up big stats with his quarterback. Justin Herbert is another name that I would definitely put out there as as a guy that I think will be very much in the running top three, top two, for sure. Counting the numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, I, I don't know. I the narrative man is going to be full force and the NFC South is bad. Yeah. Rogers. I, I don't actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to put Rogers in there this year just because lost his number one player. I, I think, what do you have? He had over 160 targets. The next yeah. closest guy was like at 65. So yeah. it, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. Uh, he's still a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's still going to put up big stats. I just think it's going to be less than what he did the year before. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I'm trying to think of any other quarterbacks. Joe Burrow's going to put up some pretty good stats. Josh Allen. Oh yeah, Josh. Oh my gosh, how did I forget that guy? Yeah, Josh Allen. He'll be right there as well. One of the top three guys uh, in that voting. So I, I'd probably have about four or five guys ahead of of Wilson right now. That I would probably if I if I'm putting money on something, yeah. I'd put more money on them than I would Wilson. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um think there's an argument for Dak Prescott being in the conversation as well, just with how the Cowboys are going to throw the football out in the NFC East is horrific, uh, especially defensively um, outside of Philly. Philly should be okay, but ugh, not good. Um, and uh, maybe you all see a Kyler Murray hype as well. The non quarterbacks in the conversation, probably Cooper cup, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, but uh, it's a quarterback award in today's NFL and rightfully so it's a, uh, it's MVP um, Lawrence Rivera coming in with the stars. We appreciate that as well. Uh, Thank you for supporting us so much. And I wanted to get to this one from a uh, Clee here, Clee to the T saying uh, Russell Wilson more than makes up with his la- uh, lack of usage of the short middle of the field uh, f- with his accuracy. And it's specifically his down the field accuracy. Uh, can you speak on that anymore, Carl? Do you have any thoughts on Russell Wilson's accuracy and play style? Well, yeah, he, he is. He's one of the best deep ball throwers in all the game. There, there's no question about that. His ability to put it in a tight window down the field. It's amazing. His timing, I mean, he it's easy to see, even with the Broncos right now, he's working on that timing to work to get it where they're catching it in step so they can continue to make it a big play beyond just the catch. Um, and really, I mean, his accuracy has always been one of his biggest strengths as a, yeah. as a quarterback. Jerry Judy, I think, talked about that the other day, that he always puts it where it needs to be. He throws a normal football, so, I think is what he's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's great to hear. The, the Broncos yeah. definitely need that. Uh, they have not had that kind of accuracy. Bridgewater, he was accurate, but he wasn't always on point. Mm-hmm. And his lack of being able to push it down the field did cause some spacing issues as well. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, I, I think Russell Wilson, the wide receivers are going to love the kind of ball that he throws. They're, they're going to love where it's at so they can go actually make a play. He's not going to put them in danger, dangerous situations as often as some of the other quarterbacks have these last few years. And so it, it makes up for a lot of other areas where he's lacking as a quarterback. It's why he works, yep. you know, even though he doesn't always go over the middle of the field, teams still fear him as a quarterback because of what he does and his ability to fit it into those tight windows. Yeah. hundred percent. Phil coming in saying great show guys. Still trying to find out why Facebook has locked me from sending stars. Hashtag let's ride because you're way too supportive, Phil. You just, I'll give you my Venmo <laughs> just straight to me. I promise I'll share it with everybody else. No, uh, it's okay. Phil. Um, <laughs> It's all good. I wanted to come back to this comment about Russell Wilson being so accurate. And it's one of the things that he's just such an anomaly. Um, Again, oh, Nick doing more stats, but this is what I'm doing. Oh, my God. Did it just go away? Okay, good. I was scared for a second. Um, X access here is the CPOE completion percentage over expected and uh, far right Russell Wilson. And a big reason for this. Let's just look how much he is over guys. So there's Julak, the second to last second worst uh, over the last five years completion percent over over expected. Here's Russell Wilson, 5.9 next highest 4.0, 4.8. Look how much further he is from everybody else. Russell Wilson. The reason this is so high is uh, because he's very reliant on that deep pass game, which nobody else is as good as him. Like nobody's close to him. And the reason his percentages or completion percentage over expected is so much higher is because he completes those balls that are not high probable, you know, not the layups constantly. He's shooting threes and hitting them at a good clip. Um, So that's kind of just coming back. Why, where does the data intertwined here? What is it saying? Russell Wilson's still effective because he's hitting these home run balls and his completion percentage over expected is crazy because he actually does it, even though he's not working the middle of the field. So 
a lot of fun to kind of see how the, all that links together. Sorry, I had to nerd there for a second. We really got into heat maps and CPOE and God bless you. God bless Michaela Parker also coming in. 499 saying, can't wait to see some football. Absolutely. I'm sure 100 people would rather see the uh, football versus Nick pull up graphics and talk about data. But uh, either way, we're having fun. At least I am. Hopefully you guys are as yeah. well. Um, so you mentioned those guys as well. What does an MVP season statistically look like? Uh, and narratively look like for the Broncos this season. Obviously it's probably the Broncos winning the division, getting hot. They don't have to be the one seed. I think it's going to be pretty hard to beat the bills with the AFC East and how tough the yep. Broncos also having to go up against the NFC West this year. Um, but uh, what does that look like uh, for the Broncos uh, statistically and season wise? I, I would say you're looking at probably a minimum of 45 touchdown passes. You know, if we're, if we're looking at just the st statistics, you're, you're looking at these past, MVPs that have been out there, that's probably about the area you're going to have to get to. Yep. Uh, probably at least 4,500 yards passing, 67% completion percentage, uh, and win total because it does matter. You know, if you're putting up big stats and your team's not winning, it doesn't really matter. I think of some of those Drew Brees seasons where they had losing seasons, but he's putting up 5,000 yards passing. Doesn't really always work out well that way. So I think they'd still have to go out there and win probably 11 games for him to really be in that conversation and, and really just play well in the big games is the other big thing that I think is going to have to happen. Beat the chiefs. You beat the yeah. chiefs that put you on the map. It makes people take notice. They're going to be the national talk. Yeah. You beat the AFC best team. Uh, well, I mean the bills, I, I would say are actually the best team, but, but the chiefs, they've been the top top dog here for the last few years. And so I think if you can do that, if you can beat the chargers who a lot of people love, uh, you know, if you go beat the Rams, that's another one they got some really big games that can get Russell Wilson, some big notoriety notoriety if they can go out there and win them. And so he's got to have the stats. He's got to have the big wins and, and got to take the team to the playoffs. Those would be the, the three things I'd say. Well, luckily for uh, Broncos out here and, you know, this side of the Mississippi, maybe not getting as much general media love, uh, Bucky Brooks, I'm not going to let it go. Um, but uh, Broncos do have a chance to be, in the limelight this season, it really sounds like, you know, we already have the Jacksonville game going to be, I guess that's not a late night primetime game, but a lot of fanfare over there in London playing at Wembley. I think one of the first games at Wembley actually uh, for the football uh, this season, somebody could quote or don't quote me on that one. I could be definitely wrong, uh, but you also have the news coming out. The Broncos are going to be playing Christmas night football. Um, hopefully everybody's, uh, you know, wrapped around the new Russell Wilson Jersey for Christmas. If you already can get one or your favorite new rookie player and, or some mile high gear, you know, shout out, plug that. Um, but, uh, Broncos is going to play some evening football. Uh, I think Christmas against the, am I correct? Or is it, I know they're playing the Rams. I think it's nighttime too, Sunday night against the Rams on Christmas. I think it's actually like the four o'clock Eastern oh, time slot. Well, Never mind. God, either way, I, I, uh, I'm going to be watching. So, yeah, um, well, <laughs> I know anyway, my family's going to be prime time. My, my family's going to be upset that I'm watching football instead of hanging out with them on Christmas. But just the way Come it goes watch football with me, I may be a crazy person, but I'm your crazy person. Um, so yeah. definitely. And yeah, Michaela didn't say hi to Jeff. We'll say hi to you, Jeff. Um, it's good to see you. <laughs> um, so and also we got Clayton coming in saying, hey, guys, it's been a while. It has been. Hope you're doing well. Been working a lot. Remember, guys, smash that like button and share. Uh, we appreciate that very much, Clayton. Uh, so, yeah, we will see. I do think it's a bit of a hot take to say Russell Wilson will be the MVP this season, uh, just given the newness of everything going on here, how long it takes guys to hit the ground running. I do think that here's something for you, Carl. Before we get out, this will be the last question unless somebody blows us away with a super chat and we got to get into that. But uh, more likely, Russell Wilson MVP, Denver Broncos Super Bowl champions. Oh man, that's a, that's a great one. I would say more likely Super Bowl champions, honestly. Okay. Why? Um, one, like I said, there's just so many great quarterbacks, especially in the AFC. And I, I just, I think the Broncos do have a very complete team. I, I really like this roster. I mean, it's maybe, maybe I've got some bias in that. Um, but I, I do, I think they've, they've got the roster to do it. I think they've got what you need on defense. I think offensively they've got enough balance if everybody stays healthy and you know, in the AFC, there, there's going to be a lot of teams who take each other out. 
And it's going to be hard to see who's going to emerge from the playoffs. I could see any of the teams that are going to make one through seven. I could see them go to the Super Bowl and win it. Um, and so I think the Broncos have a good chance if the coaching staff turns out to be good. That's always going to be the the big caveat that I, I just we don't know what the coaching staff is right now. So I, I think there's just that better chance for that to have play out. What about you? Uh, first, Michael Ronquillo saying, great show tonight. Nick and Carl and Bill and the Broncos. Let's ride and go Broncos. And uh, thank you so much, Michael. That's double uh, $20 super chats from you. So uh, we see that. We recognize that. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank uh, you. Definitely, I think that the Super Bowl is more likely uh, than MVP. Um, that While Russell Wilson could win it, I mean, just he needs to get a couple MVP votes. Let's just get that monkey off his back. But I think it's more likely this is going to be like the 2012 season or the year that Tampa Bay uh, won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, where, you know, you're three, five, six weeks in, and it's kind of taking a little bit of time. You're maybe leaning a little bit more on the run game and the defense because of the timing and the nuance that takes between um, the pass game in general, where it's easier to get the ground game going and defense uh, going as well. So I think that it's statistics that he'd have to put up uh, to be MVP in the offenses that are just going nuclear in today's NFL. I don't see that happening out of the gate right away. This season could happen, but I think it's much more likely the Broncos even they all not limp their way, but you know, end up with a wild card spot and then battle tested tough team getting hot at the right time, you know, enough injury luck, boom, all the way to the Super Bowl. So I do, I agree with you. I think it's more likely the Broncos with how complete this roster is and just the timeline of this team, they get it figured out some point in the halfway through the season. And then they are really dangerous. And then they ride that, all the way to winning a Lombardi. So I agree with you. I mean, the odds of that happening are not incredible, but uh, they're actually, we're not just talking fan fiction like we would have been the last two or three seasons. Uh, so right. it's it's in the realm of possibility. So that's right. pretty much all you can ask for uh, with where the Broncos have been. And uh, Aaron well, coming I, in. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I look at, you know, Elway, one, yeah. one MVP trophy, one, two Super Bowl trophies. You know, sometimes it's nice where you can have a little bit of a team to help carry you a little bit. You know, Russell Wilson, again, he's surrounded by a lot of players that can make his job a little bit easier. He doesn't have to go out there and be the man for them to to make the playoffs every single game. He's still got to be good. Don't don't get me wrong. He's still got to be a top 10 quarterback, but I don't think he has to be MVP for the Broncos to be great. Yeah. Nope, I agree with you 100%. That's, that's another good thing about this roster. I think this team, if Russell Wilson doesn't have it, one day. And that's sometimes the case. I think that was the case when he has finger injury and whatnot, but the Broncos with the offensive line being probably closer to, you know, 12th than 20th uh, in the NFL right now. And uh, two really good running backs. Uh, the Broncos can lean on that for some games. You know, that's, that's something else that I really appreciate about, you know, good teams in the NFL. And this is something that the Broncos in 2013 really didn't have this different avenues of winning different ways of solving the puzzle. Uh, and the Broncos this season with the run game and the defense on paper, uh, you'd think they have different avenues where it's not, if Russell Wilson has a bad game, they can still surround him and carrying him uh, two wins. Again, everything is with the big asterisks that the coaching staff has to be competent and we do not know. Um, yeah. But uh, that's one thing I really like about how this team uh, is built adversity, different avenues of success uh, being amorphous. Is that the word? But uh, not ambiguous, just to be able the ability to change yourself week to week based on your opponent and based on how the game flow is. So that'll be a shout out to the coaches as well. How good they are preparing. We're fixing to find out. Uh, we're one day closer to kickoff. We're one day closer to the schedule being released. Make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Who the Broncos going to kick off the season with? Who knows? Uh, we know two games the Broncos are playing, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we appreciate everybody who joined us today uh, for this hour long show every Tuesday evening, building the Broncos with Carl and myself. You can find Carl on Twitter. Carl is at Carl Dummer MHH, and I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter at BTB Football Pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle. And uh, if you haven't done so yet, uh, join us on facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle as well as facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And uh, that's shout out for everybody who's joining us that right there right now. Make sure you click a thumbs up, a heart, a laugh react. I got a laugh react from Albert Garcia. Appreciate you, Albert. <laughs> um, on the way out, uh, that does us a heck of a lot of good. We'd appreciate that. Also, please uh, like, subscribe, and share to us on YouTube. Uh, Carl, what's the rest of your night looking like? Well, I got myself a nice 20 minute run I got to go do tonight. Yep. Uh, still in my, my training mode for our races. And my son wants to do a Lord of the Rings race. Say more. So say more. <laughs> so it, it's a virtual race. Uh, okay. it's essentially you're, you're running through the entire map 
of of how big it is there for Lord of the Rings. And at the end, you get this giant trophy that, of course, has the the one ring that rules them all. And uh, so he he's probably more excited about the ring than the than the medal that he gets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's been ex- he's been uh, obsessed with Sonic and seeing those rings. It's like I want a ring. And so I don't think he realizes how long this race is going to take and all that. But we got a whole summer. I figured this is a good way to get some energy out and just a good bonding time of him and I getting to go for some runs. Yeah, that's will be that'll be great. I wasn't sure if like, you know, you dressed up as a night rider and like was chasing him or something. That'd <laughs> be course. great. I'm all about that. Um, scare your kids straight. That's a, that's, that's, that's the American way. I don't know. Um, we appreciate you guys. Uh, well, Scott and I'll be live on his channel tomorrow morning. Make sure you're checking that out and uh, we'll be back again soon. Make sure you're back here. Same time, same place tomorrow for huddle up podcast with Zach and Chad. We appreciate everybody who came in today. Shout out to everybody who uh, supported the chat and uh, supported the show. Um, choose kindness, choose compassion. Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.